What do you get a kick out of? Do you know what that phrase means? I get a kick out of blank. Today at the Radio Backyard Fence, we are going to define and embody what it means to get a kick out of something or someone, what they say or do. It's a Get to Know You Friday edition of the program. This is Chris Fabry Live, and there is spiritual import to this topic, I believe. Today, it's just you and me. I need your help to describe what gives you a kick. Maybe this is just a regionalism from my neck of the woods. We also use the word tickled mean the same kind of thing. When I saw that, it liked to tickle me to death. Here's the number, 877-548-3675. I get a kick out of blank. I want to hear from you today as we launch into the sea of confabulation. You can answer on Facebook, as some have already done. Thanks to our team, Ryan McConaughey, doing all things technical. Trisha is our producer. Gabby T is in the chair today. Laurel will be answering your calls. And since it's Friday, that's right, friend, it's time for the fabulous Fabry Friday Side. Here's what it does. One, we oxygenate your blood. Two, we get your endorphins going. Three, we raise your serotonin level. Four, we promote lymphatic drainage. And five, we stimulate your parasympathetic system. That's why we call it the five lung languages. We also stimulate your vagus nerve. We help you release acetylcholine. And don't forget what it does to cortisol dissipation. Taking four seconds of air through your nose right now. Hold it four seconds. And then as you release that air through your mouth, push on the left side of your rib cage to get rid of all that bad carbon dioxide. Today, let's give a sigh for all the things you get a kick out of. Things you notice that make you smile, that make you stop someone at work and say, I got to tell you about something I got a kick out of. Something said, something seen. I got a kick out of something someone wrote when they gave a gift to this program the other day. Just a couple of sentences. And it did something inside, and I thought, I got a kick out of that. I need to tell somebody. And then I thought, wait, let's hear what friends at the back fence get a kick out of. That's the plan today. And remember, the fabulous Fabry Friday side is brought to you by this station, Moody Radio, and the team of Ron and Robert, who are enjoying this internal exercise right now. Void where kicks are prohibited. Uh, Ron answered the question on Facebook, what do you get a kick out of? And he said, and I quote, the fabulous Fabry Friday sigh. He got it all in there. All the, all the fabulous. He's got to get FFF sigh. Yes, I'm in the car listening. I'm doing it, he said. If I'm in the car listening. To which Robert responded, I'll stop my delivery truck for two minutes for the FFS every Friday. Uh, Robert, you got to put another F in there. It's three Fs. Fabulous Fabry Friday sigh. I could just see, Robert, whatever color truck you're in by the side of the road and you're just breathing and people are looking and wondering, what in the world? And Robert, it's uh, it's not two minutes, it's one minute and 19 seconds. That's how long the theme is, a service of your friends at Chris Fabry Live. Hey, uh, before we get started, I want you to do me a favor. If you're not driving, if you're like Robert and you're pulled over, you can do this and you have a phone that has a camera on it, I want you to take it out. I want you to snap a picture of your face. Close up, get painfully close, so you can see all the wrinkles and the light in your eyes. And Take that picture. I'll wait. Now, get in close. Open it. you got to find the little thing that takes a picture. You push it. I want to just 
a great big picture of your face from ear to ear. So turn, turn the camera around, down at the bottom, there's the red button. You push that, and when you've done that, put your phone away, and uh, we'll come back to that picture a little bit later. I was looking at messages left on our dashboard. When somebody gives a gift to this program, they can leave a prayer request or they can leave a message. And at 11 p.m. on Wednesday of this week, Carolyn gave a gift and left these words. Chris Fabry Live is like having a big brother who encourages you at every turn. So real, so kind, always pointing us back to Christ. And it made me smile because, first of all, I've, I've always seen myself as kind of the goofy younger brother. I had two older brothers, so I've never been an older brother to anybody. And I thought, my first thought was, boy, I got a kick out of that. That was such a kick. There's a big brother who encouraged, that's, that kind of captures what we try to do. And I also wondered immediately, I wonder how other people respond if I ask them that question, hence the conversation today. But I have to, for those of you who don't know what that means, we turn now to the free dictionary. Get a kick out of someone or something. To get a sense of enjoyment, amusement, or excitement from someone or something. Example, even as an adult, I still get a kick out of building sandcastles at the beach. She she really... She really gets a kick out of doing wheelies on her motorcycle in front of an audience. (laughs) I get a kick out of Janine. She's really hilarious. And then it says, to derive pleasurable excitement from. This 20th century American expression achieved immortality in Cole Porter's song, I Get a Kick Out of You from Anything Goes, 1934. Hmm. Dare I? This was written during the Depression, and it was covered by Sinatra and Ella and others, but this is the original, one and only Ethel Merman. Can you see the 33 and a third long playing album spinning on the turntable? I get a kick out of that. I wonder if this is where that phrase caught hold when Cole Porter wrote these words. I get no kick in a We can't play much else of that song <laughs> because there's other stuff that they put in there. But isn't that, as somebody said uh, under underneath the the music, it said uh, she never needed a microphone. <laughs> she just had this voice that projected. I get a kick out of you. Kimberly said on Facebook, I get really tickled. There it is, tickled. I get really tickled watching someone else's laughter. And other people said the same thing. Sandra, I get a kick out of other people's laughs, a giggle, a burst out loud laugh. It makes me laugh. Amy said, I love kids' laughter, usually over the silliest of things. Cheryl said, watching people having a new experience. We, have, uh, we had friends from New Mexico visit 
and they acted like children when they saw fireflies for the very first time in their lives. Can you imagine what it would be like if you'd never seen a firefly and you see them rising from the earth like prayers? Sarah, our friend Sarah, says, My granddaughter asked me to count her cartwheels. I I counted up to 50 and had to stop because she was making me dizzy. She kept going. She does a one-handed cartwheel while carrying drinks in her hand. I just smile and shake my head. She gets a kick out of her granddaughter. Uh, Another person says it, it goosebumps. And that's that's kind of the same thing. Rose says, I was having so much fun playing hide-and-seek with my grandkids. After many rounds, I finally stopped and said I needed to rest a while because I was out of breath. My granddaughter came up to me <laughs> as she breathed into her hand and said, Here, you can have some of my breath. <laughs> I get a kick out of hearing those stories. What about you? What do you... What do you get a kick out of? What gives you goosebumps? What makes you smile? What makes you tickled? Has there been something that that somebody said to you, that somebody did, that you observed? I've got an audio. If it gets really slow and nobody calls today, I've got an audio of my dog Tebow and what he did when he thought there was nobody in the house. You got to hear this, but... Keep that picture that you just took. Keep that, you know, don't take any more pictures because we're coming back to that. Pick up your phone and call 877-548-3675. Today might be the day that I get you. What makes you get a kick out of life? 877-548-3675. Or you can answer on Facebook. Just go to chrisfabrylive.org. I get a kick out of blank, or I got a kick out of blank. I want you to fill in the blank. You are my guest today at the Radio Backyard Fence. And remember, what you get a kick out of might help somebody else down the road who's listening. 877-548-3675. I think some of the uh, common denominators of those that I'm seeing online is, one of them is, let's keep track of these together. One of them is it's something that makes you stop. You can't just keep on doing what you're doing. You have to stop and observe this or listen to this because it jolts you into the present. It it, it jolts you awake to something that is that you might otherwise have missed. I think that's one of the things that happens. Okay, so we got a couple lines open for you, 877-548-3675. Linda is in Florida. Hey, Linda, tell me what you get a kick out of. Okay, two things. One, when my husband goes for walks with me, we've been married 20 years and we're in our 60s, and when he goes for a walk with me and we hold hands, it just makes my heart feel like there's butterflies in it. I love that. And the second thing is, after I've been out all day and I come home and my dog sees me and he smiles and he shows his teeth. 
And it's so funny. <laughs> I get a kick out of those two things. Your husband walking with you. Which, now, to be honest with me, which gives you more butterflies, your husband or your dog? <laughs> It's a close one. I don't know. It's really a close one. <laughs> well, your dog is probably going to be with you not as long as your husband is. Let's, let's right. hope, you know, right. a dog's life is shorter. Yeah. So, sure. But that's another way to describe it. What gives you, you have butterflies in, in your stomach and inside of you. Yeah. Something is, is uh-huh. taking flight with yeah. delight, right? Yes, definitely. That's almost poetry right there. Taking flight with delight. <laughs> I, I have a dog yeah. story too, Linda. I'll, I'm going to save that because I want to give other people a chance. Thanks for your call. Let's go to Davenport, Iowa. Marianne. Marianne, I get a kick out of blank. What? <laughs> I get a kick out of seeing um, dogs in cars with when the windows are rolled down and they're they're sniffing the breezes. They're looking around. They're just the happiest things. And you just you just see the delight um, in life, and um, it just I don't know it just brings me back every single time. I just I just get a kick out of it. What is it? Um, why is it the do- well? I guess more people have dogs riding with them in the car than a cat or or a, you know some other animal. <laughs> um, but was that something that in your childhood? Do you think that you you had a dog that rode in the car with you or? Why do you notice that? Do you, think? you know, I I don't know what it is. Um, I guess I, I like animals just to begin with, but I do. It does bring back memories now that you mention it about our dog would stick his head out the window or her head out the window and her ears would flap in the breeze. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. And um, yeah, but I definitely don't don't enjoy bringing the cats in the car with me. <laughs> <laughs> Life. You, you said that, that four-letter word that is so important. It, it just reminds you of life. I think that's really good. Yeah. So, so there's another common denominator. It's something that stops you. It makes you stop. It's something that signifies life. And you know, what did Jesus say? It came to give life and give it abundantly. Uh, Gloria is in New Hampshire. Gloria, why did you call today? Hi. Well, I get such a kick. I just love it. Um, out of funny interactions with strangers. Um, I was in my car at a red light, and I gave this huge yawn, you know, mouth wide open. I wasn't covering it. And I turned to my right, and the man in the car next to me was looking at me like, what? And his eyes were big, his mouth was light open, and we both started laughing, and, and the light turned green. Don't you love when you make a connection with somebody that you don't know, and you probably will never see again, you know, uh, driving down the road, yeah. and and yep. you make that, it's humanity. Okay, so there's the, the life thing, and it's a human thing. You shared this human thing together, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, it's terrific. That's happened to me. And you know, I was at the store. I think this was back before. Yeah, it was back before Christmas. And at the end of the aisle, there were they had the you know the soda and all this water, and then energy drinks at the end of the aisle. And there was this little kid who was in a you know it was December, 
and he had, I mean, it, you're, we're in Arizona, but still it's kind of chilly. He had a short sleeve shirt on and uh, sweatpants. And he was just tall enough that he could reach his hand up to the very top row of those energy drinks and just reached the bottom of one that had two in a row, you know, it's two big cans in a row. Yeah. And I'm rolling down the aisle, you know, important stuff I got to do and find. And I see that and I just kind of stop and look over. And uh, so I, I wheeled a little closer to him and I said, need a little help? <laughs> and he go, and he didn't even say a word. He just, he just kind of nodded, looked kind of scared, actually, just kind of nodded. And I said, is this the one you want? And he, go, and he nodded again. And I grabbed it and I said, do you want two or just one? And he said, just one. So I handed them that and Zoom, he was off going down the aisle. And I thought, you know, what a human little moment. I could see myself in his, you know, in his life. And later on, when I got up to the checkout, he was trying to check out alone. And I thought, you know what? He was buying somebody in his family this energy drink that they like. This is what I surmise. (laughs) Buying it as a present and he didn't want anybody to know it. And so the fact that he needed help in order to get that, I mean, I'm sure that he would have figured out a way, (laughs) step on something to get it. But the fact that he was doing this uh, incognito made me remember my own childhood and trying to do the same kind of thing. So it was this human connection that you made that was just this, you know, nobody else in the store saw it or, or noticed it, but it made me stop in my tracks. And that's the same thing that happens to you, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And it's really great when it's the child. Yeah. You know, because they, they, especially if you make them laugh because (laughs) they realize, Oh, you know, not all adults are grumpy and, you know, silent. <laughs> right. Gloria, I'm but, so glad that yeah. you called today. Uh, Judy posted on Facebook, my five-year-old granddaughter has been learning about the fruits of the spirit. Is it fruits or fruit? Isn't fruit plural? I always get mixed up. Galatians five twenty-two and 23. The other day she told me, I need more of the fruit of self-control because I laugh at her all the time when she gets hurt. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. We'll take it, you know, from the mouths of babes. Uh, Here in Florida, there is a one-day break in our cold weather, Claudia writes, and I am dragging my 70-year-old lime-surviving body to the city swimming pool to grab some exercise and sun, pulling on the Speedo. Go lymph drainage. Cold water is God's healing environment. (laughs) Claudia, I get it. Uh, here's another Judy, but in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Hi, Judy. Go right ahead. Hi. Um, I just real quick wanted to make a connection with the one Gloria just said, because I actually had a situation similar where somebody who had the same exact car as me um, was, like, very excited and, like, did the peace sign to me. And I thought that was so funny because I sometimes do that, like, just um, slightly to somebody that has the same car as me, but this person was very enthusiastic and it made me laugh for about 30 minutes straight. So that, that stranger interaction was really nice. Um, But what I came to say originally was I really love when I see um, beautiful skies, especially when it's like a gloomy day and then you see a little piece of blue in the sky. I live for those little pieces of blue in the sky. I will pull my car over and just see it until it blends away with the rest of the white sky. 
Oh, that is so good. The color. I said that to my wife the other day. I said, do you see the the color outside? It's all, it was very gray clouds, you know, that were kind of enveloping us with the middle open uh, of the sky. And it just had this blue tint to everything. And I thought there's some Werner Herzog or somebody, you know, some big cinematographer would love to to shoot at my backyard because it's just gorgeous. (laughs) Yeah, I really love when I see little breakthroughs of the sun trying to come out when it's um, cold winter days like these. Yeah, little pieces of blue. I'm going to write that down. That's going to... Judy, thank you. God bless you, friend. Uh, There's just so many... Okay, Sandy says, my grandchildren and their sense of humor. They always bring joy into our day and our corgi puppy, Kaya, and how excited she gets when my husband or daughter arrive home. She hears the car pull up in the driveway and she turns into a bundle of joy leaping at them when they come through the door because she's so excited to see them. They love being greeted by her and instantaneously drop to the floor to wrap her up in their arms. So, all right, the common denominators, it makes you stop. It's about life. It's about humanity and you respond to it. Um, in this case, you have to get down on the, you have to get down on the dog's level <laughs> in order to fully experience that. It's just not just looking at the wagging tail. You gotta be, it's a participatory thing. Okay. It, you participate in to, to fully embody this thing that you get a kick out of. You participate in it somehow. You are, you are not a passive observer of it only. There's some way, like the yawn in the car, or like Judy just said, the peace sign, you make that connection. What else is there in here? 877-548-3675 in Idaho. Margaret's on the line. Hi, Margaret. Hey, hi, Chris. I've just was thinking about things that just make me happy and also in the springtime I look out my back window into our backyard and a mother deer walks through the backyard and then right behind her are her two little fawns and they just quite often the fawns just run around and chase each other and have such a wonderful time and they're eating the cherries off of my cherry tree and I, I just my mouth just opens up, and I I thank God for just bringing me that happy moment to see these creatures out in nature. So the response then is just kind of you you do a little gasp and you stop and you just say, "Look at that." Yes, I do. Actually, sometimes I ask God, "Can you just bring me something, you know, in my backyard, some birds or just something that that tell me." that you're alive and that um, I'm seeing living creatures that, um, you know, will brighten up my day. And I, I appreciate it. And I thank God. Mm. You know what that does to Margaret, it, it connects you with uh, his heart and in his creation and the longing that you have instead of looking at a screen or being guided by a, text or, you know, as fast as the internet goes, you're looking at 
what is real out there, out the, out the window or in your backyard. You're looking at something that is flesh and blood and bone and the grass, and, the, um, and it's not something that is virtual. It is real and tactile. You can you grab the grass and throw it and let the, <laughs> let the deer eat it if they, if they wanted to or weren't scared of you, right? That's true. Chris, I am basically bedridden most of the time, so I'm not up and around and looking. And those things brighten my day, and they, you know, God just is speaking to me when I see, when you look out your backyard and there's deer out there, I mean, it's a really, it's a really wonderful thing to see the creatures in our, in our area and um, that are just walking around, and they're enjoying their freedom also and that's a really blessing freedom freedom there it is why margaret how long has this been going on that you've been bedridden oh it's been a while chris yeah we're talking um, years talking years well actually it's only been the last three years that i've been actually bedridden before that I was in a wheelchair. I could get up and around or whatever. But um, about three years ago, I went to stand up, and my legs just collapsed, and it said, you're not standing up anymore. So it's something I've really had to adjust to. And, um, you know, I yeah, have but look at look, Margaret, look at what you did today. You know, here you are. You have every reason to complain and every reason to say, woe is me. And you called here today to help us open our eyes to what is real out there that a lot of times you can't see because of your vantage point, but you're calling us to that. You've done a great job of being faithful. You've been a good steward of the pain that God has given you. Thank you. Hang on. I want to talk with you in the break. This is Chris Fabry live on Moody Radio. I was talking with Margaret in the break. Um, I read Psalm 123, and part of it says, this is one of those psalms of ascent. As they're nearing Jerusalem, they're singing these songs. To you I lift up my eyes, O you who are enthroned in the heavens. Behold, as the eyes of servants look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a maidservant look to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God till he has mercy on us. And um, I was thinking of Margaret because the, the devotional after that, one of the sentences that I've underlined, it says, the psalmist sees the Lord graciously overseeing all that washes into his life, the good and the bad, at least what we think is good and bad. All of it, there is a sovereign God who is overseeing all of that. And I told her that somebody's going to write me about her call because it's going to give you some extra oomph for your day because of Margaret in her situation being able to see those things out the window, Get, getting a kick out of things. Speaking of getting a kick, Karenet, the, our friends over there at Karenet get a kick out of seeing pictures of babies that they have helped. Since 2008, Karenet has been part of saving the lives of more than, wait for it, a million babies. 
But because CareNet is pro-abundant life, they also minister to the needs of those who are looking back with regret. I've been telling you this month about the ARC Ministry, Abortion Recovery and Care. Go to chrisfabrylive.org. There's a green CareNet button. If you're struggling to live forgiven, they have material you can go through for a man or woman. Somebody you know needs CareNet or will need the ministries of CareNet. And all you have to do is click that green button to find out more or be ready to help someone who's going through a difficult season or find healing and hope for your own heart. Click CareNet today at chrisfabrylive.org. Janie is in Tennessee. Janie, you're going to answer my question. What What do you get a kick out of? <laughs> well, Chris, the first thing, uh, lots of things came to mind, but the first thing that popped into my mind was as I teach God's Word from time to time to small groups of women, occasionally I will hear the wow after some statement, yes. you know, following you know, the Word of God being proclaimed or read and then a little insight is given, and they, and someone will say, "Wow, that that thrills my soul. That just that makes my day to hear somebody say that." And in in like fashion, when when I'm sitting in a, a a group and listening to the word being proclaimed, and I hear something that maybe I've studied that passage before, but all of a sudden something new comes to mind. It's just a, whew, it's it's almost <laughs> overwhelming. Takes your breath away, doesn't that. it? Yeah. Nothing like it. Yes, it does. You know, here's the other thing that if you're in a group of people and someone brings up, you know, have you ever thought about, you know, and they'll they'll just bring this little perspective thing. It's like, I never in a million years would have thought of that, but you brought it up here, you know, and it does the same thing, doesn't it? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And I just love it. That's a, a big blessing. A big blessing I indeed. I get a kick out of it. You sure do, and you gave <laughs> helped us get a kick out of it. Thank you. Uh, Vicki says, I'm watching, supporting my young 40-year-old pastor coach's kids basketball team. <laughs> I get a kick out of that. Vicki says, um, Lisa says, my 10-year-old granddaughter calling me to tell me the latest fifth-grade drama <laughs> at her school. And there are people who agree with that. Oh, the drama in fifth grade. Um Everyday life with my husband, Barb says. We make each other laugh every day. Life would be so boring without him. How about you? Patrick in West Palm Beach, Florida. Hi, Patrick. Go right ahead. Hey, Chris. Uh, three things. Uh, smell, sight, and sound for me. I'm sitting on my back porch. I live in South Florida. I got pine trees all over the place. These pine trees now, they're not young. They're they got to be almost 100 years old. They've got to be every bit of 75, 80 feet tall. Now, here's the thing. The South Florida rain that comes in is the first thing that I'm sitting out there, and I smell the rain coming in, buddy. It's just so refreshing. After the, And it's just like a sun shower. And then the rain comes in and wets down all the pine needles. And then the sun comes through. This is where the visual sight comes. The sun comes through, and the pine needles light up like they're – uh, electrified, you know, like they got electric in them. And that just takes my breath away. And then the last thing is when the wind comes through, buddy, this is where it all comes together. It's like an orchestra of sound 
through the – I know I'm getting a little bit uh, philosophical, but it's just awesome. But when the wind comes through, it's like an orchestra of the trees playing their music for me. And I've experienced that. I've been in my home now 31 years, and, uh, and I delivered my last two girls in this home. So it's a very special place. And when I'm sitting on my back porch and I hear that sound coming through, first with that smell, then the visual, and then the sound, Chris – it's buddy. The only thing that could add to it is maybe a fresh cup of coffee. I don't know. <laughs> okay. You did it three times there, Patrick, something that I get a kick out of. And that's when you call me buddy, anybody who calls me yep. buddy, uh, or, or pal, usually don't use the word pal. Pal is more of a kind of a, a distancing thing. Hey, pal, you know, it's kind of like that. But buddy, buddy, you can't call somebody. Well, I guess you can do a listen here, buddy. You know, you could do it that way. But the way you say buddy is, it reminds me of, you know, at, at home, you know, where I grew up and the buddies that I had. So just you saying that was enough for me. But then you bring in the rain and the sparkle of the, the raindrops and then the wind knocking those raindrops off and the, hitting the pine needles on the, you know, down there. There's just like you say, it's an orchestra, isn't it? It's a it's a God gift. No kid. My, my my two favorite trees in the world for me now is the Florida pine, the old guys, and then the Florida oak. Oh, my gosh. The oak tree is just magnificent, just like there's a bunch of other beautiful trees out there. But me, I'm a Florida cracker by birth. And uh, and man, count me in on those two trees. All right, buddy, you're in. Thank you for calling today. And think about think of how many things that we're talking about here that aren't on your phone or aren't on the internet. I mean, you can find these pictures on the internet, sure, and there are memes of kids laughing. I've had a few of them sent to me. But there's there's something about the reality of really seeing it. Um which is what Jim shared. Jim says, watching our son and daughter in law be first time parents. They are scheduled planners, type A, organized spreadsheet people. It's been fun to watch them do a great job. They're doing it with humor. I got a kick out of this picture and what she wrote at the bottom, his uh, daughter-in-law wrote. And it's her holding a her, the, the child, and it looks like she has her robe on, and it's look, it looks like it's early in the morning, and she writes this. Covered in coffee and breast milk, it's somehow 3 p.m., haven't brushed my teeth, <laughs> where do the hours go? Motherhood, man, what a journey. And Jim says, I got a kick out of that. And then, and then, here's the other thing about getting a kick out of something. It leaks over to other people. Jim, this gave me goosebumps, Tracy says. What an awesome mom she's being, so proud as she should be. Now, if this, if you think that this is just about, you know, it's a great little program you did there. And remember when people called about what they get a kick out of? There's more to it than just what you can smell and see and hear and touch and taste. There's something deeper that's going on here, and I wonder if you can guess what it is. Um, before we take a break, let me get Melinda in here from Indiana. Melinda, what did you want to say? 
little kids, I just feel like the heart of Jesus is in every little smile and giggle. I, no matter what I'm doing, they just light my day. I lock eyes with them, and I stop in my tracks. They just crack me up. You never know what they're going to do or say next. It, it just always stops me in my tracks. I just love little kids. There it is. Stop you in your tracks. It makes you, it, you can't not pause for that, to see that, and to no. take it all in, right? <laughs> That's right. And I, I lock eyes with them and smile, and they sometimes giggle, sometimes shy away, but usually they just are so excited that an adult paid attention to them that they just, I, people think I'm crazy because I just get so engrossed in these little kids, but they just, there's just something about it that touches my spirit. I can't help it. Yes. No, there's something there's something really good about that, and even Jesus talked to you know, let the little children come to me unless you become like a little child. There's so much in there. Bonnie in Spring Grove, Illinois. Bonnie, what did you want to say? Yes, hi. Um, my husband and I opened a Celebrate Recovery a year and a half ago, and we have had spiritual warfare ever since. And my husband lost his job a few months later of 28 years. Wow. But what keeps me grounded and and knowing God's near, even though all these things are happening, is all his God winks. And yesterday, I mean, I had three in the last two days. But yesterday, um, I was listening to Chris Brooks, and he was saying that Psalm 34 really helped him when his son um, died. And I went, gee, I kind of think that's the psalm I was reading yesterday. So I waited till this morning when I was doing my Bible reading, and I was on that same psalm. And I I just get a kick out of every time God gives me a God wink, and I tell all my ladies at Celebrate Recovery, and they just can't believe my faith and that I'm not more (laughs) pulling my hair out because my husband doesn't have a job. So... It's it, it's just wonderful how God lets me know that he's close. Yeah. Well, you are, what you're doing is you're putting feet to your faith and you're fully trusting in him and you're not allowing the enemy to hold you back from doing the good that you, that you want to do and that you can do in the other people's lives and allowing him to just, allowing God to do just what he wants to do through you. And I pray in in God's timing that this whole thing about the the job, the employment, especially you know, for 28 years to invest your life and then to be told no, you know, we we, we don't need you anymore. That's gotta that's gotta really hit at his identity and worth and all of that. But I think what we're going to talk about in the next segment is going to help him and you and anybody listening who looks at their face in the mirror and they say, I don't, could God love somebody like this? Psalm 34, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together.
I sent out a back fence post yesterday to those who give a gift each month to Chris Fabry Live. If you're a partner, open it up and listen to the sound, not the silence, but the sound of hammering on my roof. Um, next week, I'm hoping to send a video clip of Dr. DeRose's chapel message. These are the kinds of things that we send each week. It's usually about five minutes, but it gives you an inkling of what goes on behind the scenes, a little bit extra, the things that give me a kick in the soul. As a matter of fact, Ryan, play that. This is Tebow in the house. He thought nobody was home. And <laughs> and I caught him doing this because I guess he was just lonely. I'll do a whole program on that. Are you bring him down? <laughs> if you want to be a partner, come on in. Give a gift of any amount each month. You'll receive a, my back fence post every Thursday, a signed copy of The Promise of Jesse Woods. If you give 30 or more a month, you get 50% off of anything at Moody Publishers. We would sure get a kick out of hearing from you. Become a friend or a partner today. Call 866-95-FABRY or go to chrisfabrylive.org. And you have access to our monthly thank you. This month, Dr. Bill Thrasher's, I've got it right here. I've been going through how to resurrect a dead prayer life. Would you like a copy? Call or click through today, 866-953-2279, or go to chrisfabrylive.org. Our other callers here are talking about earthworms in their lawn. When my cat comes to me, I get a kick out of my great nephew, and there's so many more really, really good ones. But I want to talk to you before, it was like, uh, like there's a little boy about three, leaving the doctor's office, waved his hand at me and said, hi, Grandma. And then Jane posted this. I was helping my sweet friend from church with her new spa, which opens tomorrow, and our 81-year-old pastor stopped by to pray with her. He ended up being her first impromptu client and thoroughly enjoyed getting his hair cut. It made our day and his too. We were so blessed. I want to hear about the earthworms, though. Ardell, you'll be our final call today. What did you want to say? Okay. Hi, Chris. Um, we would take our dog or let our dog go out in the yard. And um, in the winter, in particular, this is in the evening, and in in the winter, I uh, take a flashlight out. She's a small, she was a small dog. She's passed away now. But... Um, a few years ago, we went out in the yard, and I saw movement in the grass and all kinds of movement all over my yard. And um, I flashed the flashlight around in the yard, and all of a sudden, the earthworms, <laughs> I didn't know what they were at first, would disappear. And I have come to find out that the earthworms crawling all over my lawn are kind of um, portend the beginning of spring. Yes. And so now I look forward to seeing these thousands, just thousands of them, in my yard. Life. Life. And you know what those earthworms do? They provide whatever earthworms provide, <laughs> you know, food for those who the things that eat the earthworms, but also um, the, the soil and what it is doing there. I love it. Ardell, I'm so glad you called. 
I want to end today with that um, with that picture on your phone, though. If you took a picture earlier of your face, I asked to take a picture of your own face close up. I did this earlier myself, and it kind of scared me. <laughs> I'm a lot older looking than I feel. Can I get a witness? So I want you to look at that picture of yourself. What do you see? Wrinkles? Graying hair? What's your first reaction to seeing your face? This is what I want to leave with you today. The enemy of your soul wants you to look at that face and he wants you to turn away. He wants you to be critical of that person. He wants you to see the flaws, the imperfections, the negative. He wants you, when you look at that face, to see all the mistakes you've made, all the things you're ashamed of, all the things that you did or said or thought. And he wants you to find by that. He wants you to find by the job you lost. He doesn't want you to see who you really are. So I want you to look at that face from your father's perspective. That face that you see is one he delights in. As hard as that may be for you to believe today, that face is made in his image. And if you're in Christ, if you're following Jesus, When God sees you, he sees the righteousness of his Son in whom he is well pleased. If I might be so bold, God gets a kick out of you. (laughs) Just like the parents and the grandparents talk about the fun things they see about their kids or their grandkids. We do that, we recognize that, we see that because it is a reflection of God himself. It is in his nature to delight in his creation. And you know what happens when you get that perspective of the face that you're looking at? You begin to take delight in others just like God takes delight in you. It spills over. It has to. And you don't just see the flaws and the blemishes of the people around you. You begin to see them the way he sees them. The love he has poured out on you begins to overflow on them. So why don't you do this tomorrow, Saturday morning, when you open your eyes. Let that thought take over for just a second or two. When you open your eyes in the morning, think about that God gets a kick out of you. You have no idea the depth of the love and the mercy that has been extended to you by God himself. So drink that in Taste it, smell it, feel it, receive it. His love, his forgiveness, his acceptance. He is devoted to you. His loving kindness is toward you. You're not defined by your mistakes or your sin or your past. He made you. Believe what he says about you. What he sees when he looks in your face. He who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. The psalmist says, He brought me out into a broad place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. Say that with the psalmist and come on back next Monday for Chris Fabry Live, a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.